Welcome to the Salty Music Teacher with Maddie Saltivus. Hello and welcome to the Salty Music Teacher. Uh, we are back here with Jason Thibodeau, who is a high school director, has tons of experience with working with assistants. And that's not assistants, that's like assistant, right? <laughs> so assistants. Yeah. And we were talking about in the last episode, a lot of information that you yourself, it uh, doesn't matter if you have an assistant or not. I think having an assistant is great, but you need to know how to work with them. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about the best parts about working with assistant. We already talked about how they can be so helpful, right? Uh, financially communicative, right? But what about planning together? I think they can bounce ideas off. Uh, in your particular situation, we were talking beforehand that uh, this assistant that you have has much more experience in this particular type of classical music than you do. And uh, how does that make you feel? And how how do you respond to things like that? I think the you talked about earlier the, the the greatest thing about having an assistant is having someone to share a laugh with. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. it can be a lonely world. As mo- I, probably most orchestra directors, like you're the only person on campus. Some you may be the only string person in your district, right? Uh, <laughs> so having someone that you can talk to and and just kind of de stress a little bit so that everything's not so intense all of the time. Yeah. Being able to sit in the office at lunch and you know chat with somebody, even if it's chatting something about not rehearsal time, you know, um, we all need that too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like that, not the feeling of not being alone, but still trying to get stuff done. And then you talk about like right now we've set some, some, some goals for us for this year, performance-based goals, literature-based goals. And that's the exciting thing about, about the, the, the new director that's here. Uh, he has probably seven more years teaching experience than I do. And I, there's a, like a, not a genre, but there's like a, I think everybody knows knows me. I tend to favor, you know, Dvorak and Tchaikovsky and some Shostakovich. I just can't get enough of that stuff. Yeah, those are more um, traditional. Those are some things that I really – and there's a lot of that literature that, that I'm learning and that I, I really enjoy teaching. Uh, and then he comes with his years of experience with the type of music he likes. Yes. Uh, so the plus side of that now is that the kids are going to get all of that. They're going to get yeah. they're going to get what I love. They're going to get what he loves, and we're both learning new new lit, new ways of teaching, and new ways of doing the rehearsals and stuff. So the accomplishments having two head directors, two guys that are two people, you know, that that really know what's going on and are, are really pushing, you should be able to accomplish twice as much. In half the time. Well, this uh, is a, this is going to be an exciting year for you then. <laughs> yeah, we, we're we're very excited. We're, we're tell very tell excited. me a little bit about uh, amplifying the message, which means that you know if you say this is law in the orchestra um, or in your particular program, getting that person you're working with to really buy into that, and they probably shouldn't have to buy into it in that sense, but making sure that they're saying the right wordage. Because if they mention something that's a little bit different than you mentioned it, someone can use that against you. And so there's goods and bads to having an assistant in that sense. What do you think? Uh, be honest with you, Matty, I haven't ever had that problem. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of it is is communicating. Uh, making sure that they know. Yeah, and right sometimes that communication... I'm a big Google guy. Like my, uh, 
one of the assistants we had years ago before our district even migrated to Google. He was like, Jason, you've got to get a Google calendar. And I was like, I don't want one. I had my notebook <laughs> and it was all written down. And, and he was like, no, you're you throw that away. <laughs> and so, so ever since he, he, you know, he kind of pushed me into doing that Google stuff, you know, now I live on it. You know, yeah. my whole life is a Google calendar and Google docs. So that's one way that I communicate, whether it's a to-do list or like we're getting ready to run our orchestra camp next week. So I was able to write out an outline and the stations the kids are going to do and kind of what we're going to do in that rehearsal. And I was able to share it with not just the other director, but our student council, our, our student officer presidents and the presidents of our booster club. So that when everybody shows up on Monday, everybody's kind of on the same page of what's going on. But as far as like laying down the law, I mean, kids are kids. Uh, Sometimes, you know, it's just like when we were kids, you know, you go ask dad and dad's like, I don't know, go ask your mom. Or <laughs> or sometimes you go ask dad and dad says no, and then you go ask mom hoping she'll say yes. You know, yeah. the kids are smart. They do that kind of thing. Especially um, at the high school level. Yeah, they, I mean, they probably work they, it. They may try it once or twice, you know, because uh, uh, our other director is new here. You know, they may try it, but it won't take them long to figure out we're on the same page. Yeah. You know, and the um, level of experience is going to help a lot with that, too. Yeah. And if it's something he's not going to know, then he'll be real quick to say, Oh, I don't know. Let me go ask Mr. T. We'll find out. Yeah. No, 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 um, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Oh no, no, I, I was just joking, you know? Um, but for the most part, a lot of it is about, uh, when you work with other people, uh, communicating and respecting them. Yes. Um, so important to, to have mutual respect between the two people. I don't know if that's just cause I'm an old guy and that's like super important to me, you know, and it's the same thing with well, our kids. It's definitely a base, right? Yeah. For, for working together is mutual respect for each other and what you guys do, which brings me to another uh, uh, an idea here where you were talking about different styles of music, but what about different uh, styles and types of teaching methods as well? You know, you may teach a certain style or a certain way, and then now uh, maybe a student who was having trouble and you taught them, you know, they're still learning the situation. They get that extra instruction from someone else who maybe have, has a different way of teaching the same exact uh, technical aspect or whatever it is. Yeah. So our, our lesson plans are kind of, they're more designed to keep me on track so I don't get excited about a, a certain piece of music. So we uh, we break things down by phrases or by measure numbers. So I know that every every week I have 20 measures I have to get up to tempo give or take something, you know, so we stay in that, in that framework. So I don't get carried away and try to rehearse an entire piece of music. And then I don't get to the rest of our selections. So that's kind of how it's based. How we accomplish that in the end really doesn't matter. I'm going to do it my way. You're going to do it your way. He's going to do it his way, but we're all working to polish those 20 measures in that week, whether we're in the rehearsal or we're in our sectionals. Um, so that's where the different styles it's, we all have the end goal. Like the end goal is to have that clean and, and pristine uh, concert in the end. And that, I mean, like I said, it's just to the benefit of the student. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously it's to the benefit of the parent who is, becomes a listener. Right. Oh, so, yeah. and uh, the school itself that benefits. Right. So let's talk about some of the things you may struggle with, with an assistant and it could be vice versa. Right. And when you think about it, but scheduling, complexities, right? So that person has their own life that they live. Uh, you have your own life that you live. You say, Hey, I'm going to be out for this day. Can you take over? You know, that's a re very real possibility. And they're like, I can't be there either. You know, the kind of s situation, uh, what are some scheduling complexities that you see that you struggle with uh, with an assistant, if any? 
I think if you're talking calendar wise, like not daily schedules, calendar wise, like we just went through some interview process here. We just, it's very upfront. Here's our calendar. Here's the Saturdays we work there. <laughs> Here's, you know, every other year you're going to work nine days of spring break because we travel during spring break. Like last year we were in Austria, two years before that we were in New York. So just very upfront with the people. This is the expectation. Now, you know, there's no need to be a tyrant. There are times where people have families and they have to go and, um, you know, family emergency comes up. But for the most part, if I am on campus or if I am at a function, so is the other director. Yeah. That, that's, that's really the fair way so, to do and it. And you see sometimes that other teachers would use them in lieu, right? So you say for this event uh, or competition, you say, well, I'm going to ask my assistant to go in, uh, in my spot. But then – you're at one school. Both of y'all should be there, right? And, and it, it, to me, it's just, it's no different than the financial stuff. Like we talked about being transparent with the financial so both people can do their job to their fullest, right? It's the same thing with attending things. Like if if I decide that – well, let's just be real. If I decide I don't want to go to Austin in May to the solo and ensemble contest and yeah. I'm going to make somebody else go – then I may miss out on something, yeah. you know, and, and and vice versa. Now that's not to say like if something comes up and I, you know, I have a graduation I have to go to that, you know, the the other director can't go. Um, but typically, all of our schedules, you know, if there's a concert, if there's a booster club meeting, any of that kind of stuff, both of us are there. The daily schedules are are what really takes a lot of planning because you have to decide who's going to run which rehearsals. Like who's going to be the person on the podium and then who is the, and then, so the other person is teaching sectionals, which sectionals are you going to teach which day? Are you going to do sectionals based on like a string technique class or are you going to do sectionals over the literature you're learning? Or, I mean, for most of us in another week, we're going to be knee deep in region music. Yeah. So we have yeah. to, that's kind of what uh, the gentleman and I have been talking about now is like, what is the best use of our time in the beginning? So we're thinking, you know, you're going to have the guy on the podium and then you're going to have the sectional coach. And it's going to be a lot of string technique, not so much literature and not so much region music. And then as we get closer to that fall concert, then, of course, it'll be way, way more intense with the literature. Um, but that's kind of like the scheduling conflicts is that you have to be very intentional with what you're going to do that day. I think sometimes I've taught a couple of years at the high school by myself and I kind of had an overview in my head. I never wrote anything down like, Oh, Hey, this is what I'm going to do today. And I bet you a I lot of we people, all do that. <laughs> a lot of people probably work that way where you don't yeah. have to write it out. But when, when you have a team, when there's two people and we've had some in the past, we've had some very good private lesson teachers. We've had some moms that were very talented musicians that would also come and help me when I needed Dude, a hand. You're lucky. So, oh uh, so as <laughs> long as you that. have, if as long as you have that written down and you have a plan and you have yeah. a goal and an outcome, you know that allows you to spread that knowledge with your team. So everybody's working, maybe their own way, their own style doesn't matter, but everybody's working for that end goal. Well, that's the thing is just being organized. When you're by yourself, kind of like what you said here, and majority of us are if we're in this orchestra world, then we think of it in our head, like you said, right? And maybe we write things down, but it's just for us. You know, we're not really, you know, broadcasting it out for a lot of people. But when you're working closely with someone, they must know how you think and what the plan is. So that way you guys are working efficiently, right? So communication is the key. You mentioned earlier about the ability 
to work with other students and things like that. But one thing I struggle with uh, when I was working with an assistant is that they have different styles of teaching. And it just, I don't know, it irks me that I, that I'm like, oh man, I could teach it like this, you know, and they would get it right away. But in another way, you have to like, let go, right? As a head director, or even as an assistant, maybe you feel like you can teach the head director something. You have to just let go and kind of let them learn a different way of learning something that you would have learned. And sometimes I think that if you allow that process to play out, maybe you might learn something, but I think we all should be a little open to kind of listening to each other and saying, Hey, I would have taught that a little differently. Try this this time, next time, you know, just for an experiment to see if it works better for you. Uh, What do you think about that when you see someone teaching differently than you? I think a lot of that, it ties back into that respect thing. If I respect him and he respects me, then you watch them do their – and I've had some some very young – some some of our assistants have been brand new to the teaching field. And you never correct them or you never say anything negative to them or about them in class. Never during in front of the uh, – during ne- class in front of the kids. Never in front of a yeah. kid. Never – so the the goal is to, you know, to, you know, post-it notes, right? I got post-it notes everywhere. So you, you keep post-it notes about, hey, this is this is not – this whatever. I would have done it this way. And then at lunch or um, sometimes I like to have like a debrief. Friday afternoon, because the kids typically aren't hanging out in the room. So Friday afternoon, we say, hey, you know, this is this is some things that, um, you know, I was in your rehearsal, and these are some things that weren't very clear. Or, um, you know, these patterns are the same. I would have taught them at the same time and saved rehearsal space and rehearsal time. Um, sometimes with conducting, it's the same thing, you know. But you don't feel, a, you don't feel a type of, um, not offended, but more like, I mean, because you are the head director, if an assistant were to come to you and say, hey, I was watching the way you were conducting that kind of thing, and maybe this wasn't clear, I feel like maybe there is a teacher or two that is out there that maybe they they would take that personal. And you, know? you might. Uh, again, it's it's about having respect for the other person. Like, if you respect them and their opinion and they respect you and your opinion, then you can have those grown-up conversations. Because let's face it, there's – I'm a firm believer that when you listen to an orchestra and there are vertical alignment problems, that's not a kid problem. Yeah. That's a conductor problem. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody's probably going to get mad, right? <laughs> uh, but when they're, when they're vertical, first of all, because I said vertical alignment problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's for that's for any school system, right? Yeah. When they come from the bottom up to yeah. the top. uh, everyone has to be uh, on the same page in a sense for a student to really make a smooth transition. And you have to be open so like you, if you're having vertical alignment problems, it's because I'm not showing my my ictus clearly. Yeah. My pattern isn't clear. I'm not showing a cue or if the articulations are wrong, then I'm showing it incorrectly with my with my with my stick. So and maybe I'm not paying attention. Maybe I'm not realizing that I'm doing something wrong, you know, or maybe I'm showing ec- extra subdivisions in my beat that I shouldn't be showing. So if somebody, you know, and I'm OK with a kid telling me that, you know, um, some not as much as we should, but sometimes you know we stole. There's a book called The Art of Possibilities, uh, and the conductor that wrote that book ha- he talks about white sheets and how he would cut up little pieces of white paper and leave them on the music stands, and that was their the kids could write on it or his students could write on it. Uh, years ago, we used to have writing in orchestra class, and I had to show proof <laughs> of that. So we that's what we did. We used these white sheets, and the kids could write down. Anything like I had a bad day today because I got yelled at in math or they could write down, hey, Mr. T, I don't understand measure 12. How does the rhythm go? Or sometimes they were like, Mr. Chibodeau, I have no idea how the 
tempo goes and wherever. And then at the end of the day, I could look at those white sheets and get a get as some a comment kind of, and anonymous. And the right? kids could put their name on it if they wanted to. They could not put their name on it, but it was a way for me to receive feedback. Like, man, I really didn't teach measure twelve very well. Yeah. Or that slow phrase, the transition from the allegro to the adagio, I'm not showing it well because I have five kids that don't understand the tempo. Uh, so if you have an if you have another director in the room telling you these things that can help, I mean that's a much faster type of feedback than than doing written comments. Well, that's going to definitely help someone who, whether they have an assistant or not, that's going to be something that's valuable. If you haven't, on the podium. I mean, I, I mean, the book is a cool book. It's called The Art of Possibilities, and that's just one section. And and this guy was teaching really high end students out on the East Coast. Um, but those white sheets, just to give the kids a chance to voice their opinion. And literally, we sometimes, you know, the kids would write, I'm hungry, you know, and then sometimes <laughs> they would write very detailed lists of, I really need help with this, or yeah. I don't understand the fingering, or my bow's always backwards, I need help. You know, some, yeah. you know, sometimes the questions are real legitimate that the kids are. Maybe it starts off like that. They're trying to play a joke or be funny, but then again, they well, Maybe they're they really hungry, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, you just, you just don't know. And they realize this is an opportunity for me to actually say something about this particular thing. I want to get better. So that's a great yeah. thing. Tell me a funny, memorable moment you've had with an assistant, something that you can remember off the top of your head. Can, can I talk about when I was an assistant? Those sure. Some, I mean, some it, other, yeah, that's uh, even better. <laughs> the, the, oh, those, those are some of my funniest memories because I think when we're all young, I mean, everybody knows I'm pretty high strung, but when I was young, I was real. Like it was, I remember one day it was, I can't, it was like a fall concert or something. And my mentor came in and she was like, hey, Jason, I'm going to run to the front office. I'll be back. And I didn't see her again until the end of the day. Like she left for like four yeah. class periods. And when she came back, I'm like, where have you been? She goes, oh, I had to go get a new outfit for the concert. <laughs> so she had gone shopping. Um, and then an, another one of my favorite stories, we were doing like a pre-UIL concert where we had, I don't know, maybe five orchestras rotating on the stage. And, you know, I'm out there hustling, moving chairs and sweating. And I, it, it can be a little chaotic going from, you know, a string to the full or whatever. And I look over and she's sitting on the side. I'm like, oh, my God, are you OK? What are you doing? And she goes, I'm resting. <laughs> and it was just, just taking a, a break. Yeah, just enough to be like, oh, what's going on? And her and I have a great, I mean, we're still, we're still best of friends. So that's um, awesome. Those are some of my, my funny stories. I mean, there's been lots of assistants that we've, we've done some funny things, um, lots of traveling and yeah, just lots of good times. Thank you for sharing. I mean, we've talked about having an assistant. We've talked about respect. We've talked about all those things, but most valuable information you can give someone right now uh, that may either be in a situation of becoming an assistant or getting an assistant for the first time. If you're if you are picking or if you're interviewing for an assistant or you're applying for one, you know, I would really urge you to consider personality types, situational questions over instrumentation, pedagogical questions. I, I hope that makes sense. Like, yeah, of course it does. Um, yeah, our, our degrees should tell us that we can play our instruments, and, yeah. and, and our experience should tell us, you know, how much knowledge we have pedagogy in the classroom the personality part i think is is so huge uh i am i'm a pretty lively character i'm pretty high strong i mean i think everybody knows the the gentleman i get to teach with now is a calm cool yeah i know speaks very and he, like calmly it's not that he doesn't get excited he's just he, he he's just not as high strung as i am he's a very cool very calm collected kind of guy so together, that's a pretty good balance. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think I could work with another person that was as high strung as I am, right? <laughs> so to consider personality types 
rather than, oh, I have to have a low string player. Um, yeah. We can all learn to play cello or if you're a cellist, you can all learn to do some kind of violin chops or, um, you know, if the, when the violin gets too hard, I look at my concert master and I'm like, Hey, you're up, you know, um, same thing with the cello stuff every now and then I can throw out some cello fingerings, you know, or my bass guys, if I need them to help. Um, so I'd really strongly consider personalities. Uh, and then the other thing is the, the gentleman I'm working, you know, he has more experience than I do. Very talented person. And some people have asked me about, am I worried about, you know, conflicts in all those years when I worked with my mentor, there were conflicts, there were tons of conflicts, things that are, you know, I was young and this is the way I wanted to do them. And, and she had tons of experience, very successful experience. So when we had a conflict, because I respected her opinion and because she respected my opinion, and we were both out to do what was best for children, the conflicts kind of resolved themselves. Like I didn't have a problem doing it her way because I knew that in her heart, she wanted what was best for the child. And, and when you have that kind of respect and you know that about the other person, that kind of helps with the conflict resolution. So that may help somebody when you're thinking about assistance, like you're, you're two grown people. We're, we're all, we're all leaders, right? You know, we're all leaders of our program. Well, the thing you also have to think about is that the, the kids can see that they can see all of that, right? They can see the tension. They can see the disagreements. They can see all, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, all of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, no matter how good you are at covering certain things up, it's just best that you guys, like I said, get along, like you said, get along and make sure that you understand each other at a respect level enough. So that way no one can really go against that. Cause uh, we, we talked about this earlier. You have kids that will try to go over your head and go to the next person. You know, they will try to mix your words around. They will try to do these things. This, that's what kids do. Yeah. Right. So just having someone that understands that and is able to do and respect your mission for the group and for the ensemble and for the program. I mean, what more can you ask for? Mm-hmm. So the respecting, I think, is what you're really going for. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And that probably should be with all of our peers, whether it's an assistant or uh, a colleague in the band or a colleague in the choir room. Um, I think that probably something we all need to to, to shoot for in our yeah, I mean that that's 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 part of the business we work in. And we're teaching these young minds to respect others. So yeah. we definitely have to respect others ourselves. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, I really appreciate it, Jason Thibodeau time. on the show uh, to talk about uh working with an assistant. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks again. I hope had you had a good time. This is the Salty Music Teacher. You can join us at thesaltymusicteacher.com to learn more about myself, Maddie Saltibus. You can also email the Salty Music Teacher at gmail.com. You can ask questions or give us suggestions about maybe some future episodes as well that maybe interest you. Thank you again and see you next week.